Welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you, your team, and your organization get to your next level for leadership. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Melanie Montgomery. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Shondell. Man, you are headed to Mexico, girl. Yes, I cannot wait. I'm very excited for you. Well, today we are going to continue our conversation about emotional intelligence. And we have this really cool science of self class we're doing right now that I'm just over the moon about. They are the coolest people in there. They are. It's been such great conversations and questions and insights. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And we're just going to talk today about why emotional intelligence in the workplace. Like why? Why should we even worry about it or care about it? So uh, you had a great quote. You said it's your favorite quote. Do you want to read it to us? Yeah, definitely. So the quote is by Maya Angelou. And it is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. That quote really helps us to understand why emotional intelligence is so important. Because at the end of the day, we can say all the things, we can do all the things, but all that really matters is how we make people feel. And if we don't know how we make other people feel, then we're going to have a really hard time making them feel their best and making them feel good. And so it's so important to really understand is what we're intending to do um, in terms of leading people. Is that really how they're feeling? Is it hitting right? Is it impacting the way we want it to? That is so good. Yeah. And when we are not our best, I mean, yesterday I was not, and I was fully aware of it. I had, and Amanda, I have some good reasons, but <laughs> finally I would realize like, I am, I am about to snap at people. And we had a couple employees in, um, at the bowling alley. And I just, I like, I had to go in the other room and go, Shondell, get it together, you know? And I had to just kind of do some self self comfort, you know, kind of calm down because I realized my little irritations that felt little inside of me we're growing. And I am so grateful for all the work that we have done on our emotional intelligence so that I could get leave, which is the regulation part, calm down and come back out as the person I really want to be that Mm -hmm. intentional piece of what I really want to be. Yeah. You know, early on in my career and, you know, early on in my life, Uh, I felt like I had really great emotional intelligence. And the reason I felt that was because I was really great at suppressing my emotions. I was really good at hiding my emotions. And I was really good at thinking, you know what, emotions have zero place in the workplace. And what I realized as I went through leadership development is that that is the complete wrong way to look at things. But I feel like that's so common in the workplace and and just especially how um, it used to be and not necessarily how it's moving to, but that's a lot of how leaders thought that they needed to show up. And as I started developing these skill sets, my leadership was just, it elevated so much just mm. because I was listening to myself. I was listening to my emotions, but more importantly, I was um, respecting the emotions of other people. And I was able to say, you know what, that hurt your feelings or that bothered you. You're not feeling great about that. How can we make it better? Versus the old me that would say, well, it is what it is. So, you know, we just need to get over it. Um, Or just be logical. I need you to be logical right now. And like, and I'm all for being logical. I love logic, you know, Mm -hmm. and I admire that. And I don't think emotional and logical 
necessarily are pitted against each other. Yeah, and so what I have not. Yeah. yeah that was a good learning. You're right. We all had to learn that. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. been so insightful as I've really leaned into that, how much better my relationships are with people, how much I'm able to influence them, how much they're, I'm able to lead them. Whereas before I, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So for all of you who are leaning upon your logic, we want to lean with you and that your logic, you get to, you get to remain logical when you are very aware of your emotions. And that is the coolest part because when you are unaware of your emotions, which is the lack of self-awareness, then you are actually running either on adrenaline or doing one of the fight, fight, flee, fawn, freeze, whatever they are, (laughs) all those fighting mechanisms. And you are not using the prefrontal cortex where all of your logic is. And so you're kind of the last one in the room to realize that you've lost it. And I always, um, when I say lost it, you've lost the access to your judgments and your calmness and your logic. And you are running on emotions, even though you might look so calm. We all know it, right, Melanie? (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. So why is emotional intelligence so important now? Like, why now? Why is all this emphasis on how we lead people and why it's important to have self-awareness. And it is because life is moving fast and we have to make fast decisions Mm -hmm. and change is everywhere. I mean, if you think about the amount of change that we do today versus even when I was a kid 50 years ago, right? It's completely different world. And it's so funny because right now, we're just really focused in our nieces and nephews. Like we just love them so, so very much, but I didn't have all the tensions that they had because they have access to high school drama 24 seven. I did not have that, you know, like I did not have access to it. And so I actually got a break from it. And those are, that's the same thing. Like when I was done at work, we were done with work and now we're never done with work. And so when we are always talking about these, what, what some call soft skills, we just call them absolutely necessary skills. Mm-hmm. It's today is more important than ever because the whole landscape has changed and we are always running on adrenaline. And so one, as leaders, we need to talk our people out of that. When they go on vacation and Melanie, have I not had this conversation with you on your way to Mexico? Yes, what, am have. Say, what am I about to say? Yep. You have to unplug. You got to turn on your autoresponder. You have to tell people not to call you. Yes. Which I struggle with, but I'm going to do. <laughs> yes. Because for me, I, I don't want you working down there. Like I want you, I, as, as the person that you get to be partners with, it doesn't serve me for you to keep working. It serves me for you to go completely relaxed rejuvenate because I promise you when you come off that plane, you are going to be a whole new person. If you don't do it, your body will be relaxed. Your creativity will double. And I will get so much more ROI if you don't work next week. Isn't that incredible? 
Yeah, it definitely is. And so often we we don't see it that way. We don't understand how that process works. But really, when we can detach, we're able to just relax and, and detox off a lot of that stress and yes. adrenaline that was running yes. through our bodies and and be refreshed. And, you know, whenever I actually take time away, which I'm doing a lot better at now that I'm getting <laughs> further in my two, into my career, you know, I start having these like creative spirits that while I'm, I'm detoxing because I all of a sudden am not thinking about it. And then I get all these great ideas and I have these plans and I think of all the things that I want to do. And I feel so excited to get back and do them. Whereas you don't have that if you don't take the break. That's exactly right. And so more than ever, this conversations we're having about emotional intelligence, they only get more and more important. And that is why we are passionate about training our leaders in how to not only manage their own emotions so that they can be awesome. And we're going to talk about it, I guess, when you get back (laughs) (laughs) on self-awareness, self-regulation, like these important things that we do ourselves. But we're also going to train people in how to do that for other people, because you got to be able to see what is happening around here that I need to be careful of. And Melanie, you did such a great example, and I'll probably have you share this again. But share just really quick, um, back when you were in the business mm-hmm. and you had to take the alcohol to be able to serve alcohol in it. What did you learn real quick that has so much to do with leadership? It's, it's hysterical <laughs> that that's what it is, but it is. Yeah. So for those servers and bartenders who have trained on alcohol service and, and understanding when people are intoxicated, you'll you'll really get this. Um, but I think it relates to emotional intelligence so well because- when we're learning how to tell if someone's intoxicated and whether or not we should serve them another drink, what we're really looking at is how has their behavior changed over time? So often we have someone come in and we may think, oh, that person's intoxicated, but really they just slur their words or they're mumbling. Maybe they have a disability. There's a lot of things that can contribute to behavior that may look like intoxication. So in order to not have biases or not really like um, look at people in a negative way, we, we're trained to say, here's your baseline. Now, if you were speaking clearly at the beginning of the night and after a couple of drinks, you're slurring, that's an indication that you're intoxicated. <laughs> it's the same thing with emotional intelligence because if I am interacting with Shondell and she just normally is all friendly and happy and smiling and all of a sudden now she has a frown on her face, I can tell that her behavior has changed. Something might be wrong. Whereas me, I don't always have a smile on my face. Sometimes I just have this, you know, normal look that maybe you can't tell if I'm happy or mad. But when you see that in me, it doesn't necessarily indicate that I'm upset. It could just be I'm concentrating. And so if you know that about me and you see over time that it's not changing, I'm okay. And so when we can start recognizing those changes in behavior versus just the behavior itself, those um, those nonverbal cues that we all talk about, you know, like your arms are crossed or you're frowning or whatever those look like. It's really about seeing how people are are changing. And if they are reacting to something that you said or did and kind of figuring out, like, maybe something didn't quite go right. Maybe they thought something else. And so really looking at how are people changing and and how does that indicate how their emotions are shifting? Mm -hmm, That's so good. Really. And that's why we do DISC first. We actually go through our behavior uh, training first, because first we got to figure out who are the introverts, who are the extroverts? How do you think differently than I do? You know, 
how dare you question things when I just think everything is fabulous, you know? And so mm-hmm. we definitely have to do the behaviors first. And then we always, before we, and next thing, before we go into emotional intelligence, we got to know what drives you. We have to know what motivates you. So we understand if you're not engaging what's happening. And then, then those two things, that's our, that's our first clarity. And that's our science of self lab one. Then we go into, okay, now you're ready to go to the next level. And that's all about deep diving into this emotional intelligence. Cause we're not saying that the dry, the clarity you get from disc and driving forces is not, that's all emotional intelligence. That's so much self-awareness. But when we go into this EQ thing, you really can't do a good job unless you actually understand the differences of people first. Would you agree? Disagree? Yeah, absolutely. If you can't read people and you can't tell what they're feeling or that they're feeling something, then you're really not going to be able to lead them well, because when they need you and they're going through something difficult, you're going to completely miss it. Um, You know, I had a coaching client just last week talk to me about how um, he was able to recognize when someone was upset. And not only that, where he was like, okay, I need to follow up and see if that person's okay, but also notice that that behavior caused a different coworker to feel like that person was mad at them. And it created an additional thing. And he was watching all of this and took the time to go back to both of those people to try to explain, hey, this behavior was was just because this person's going through something. And that was such a powerful example of when we can be aware of what's happening around us, we can correct things. Because had he not had those two conversations, those two people would have thought that they didn't like each other, there was an issue or any of that. And and so being able to, as that, that person was the manager of the place. And so that person was able to alleviate a lot of stress and pressure and frustration and really help that person enter the night of work in a positive way instead of being stressed and frustrated. I was so proud of him when he told me that story. That is, yeah, that's so good. And and really, this is why we do the work because that little intervention, mm-hmm. you know, trust in your gut, him first knowing Second of all, observing it and having tools then to deal with it saved hours and maybe had the all the havoc of having to rehire someone. Yes. Right? So that is the ROI mm-hmm. and that is big. So we're going to be talking in the future, like what do emotion, uh, emotionally intelligent people, you know, leaders look like? And that's one of them, right? Yes. We're going to talk and, and in the, you know, we're going to talk about why is this so important? And and we're going to interview um, people who are actually doing the work. And I think we have a really incredible guest coming on next week, right? Lydia? Yeah, she's amazing. Fight, tell me her last name. Fight. Fightalia. Fightalia. I love that name. It makes me like think of fairies and I just mm-hmm. want to go fly and I love it. So she's going to join us next week, correct? Yes, she is. Yep. She's excited to come. <laughs> All right. It. Well, Melanie, we're going to land this plane so you can go get on one. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. We are so grateful that you are here with us. Uh, For those who are watching on YouTube, we are just so excited you found our channel and the rest of you, you're on our podcast stream. And we just ask you to keep rating and reviewing us so we can reach more people. We're so grateful for that. You can always find us at shondellgroup.com. And again, we always ask that you would be the best you can be today. Bye-bye. Bye.